0: It's November second, two thousand eighteen. This is Acacia Thompson for the Brooklyn Public Library's Greenpoint Oral History Project. Our streets, our stories. I'm here on Monitor Street at PS one ten with Randy Sandlin. Hi, Randy. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So you are with Lentol Garden. Yes. Okay. Could you give me, uh, tell me where it is first, and give me a, a history of uh, how the garden started. What where it came from? Sure,
1: sure. It's on the corner of McGinnis and Bayard, and it goes the complete block, behind the block, to the Graham Avenue side. So it's quite a bit of a space. And um, I started... um, um, never. I lived in the East Village, and uh, I'm a Southerner, so, um, but I just had window boxes in the East Village, and then I started dating my now husband 25 years ago, and moved over to the neighborhood, um, and we would go up the ramp to the BQE, and I would say, that's a great space for a garden, it's wonderful. At the time, it was Full of trash, garbage, graffiti, all of that stuff. Um, And David was very uh, into politics, and he was a sweetheart. And sort of researched whose land it was, what 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 purpose it had. Um, Got we went over and. Picked up all the garbage, got rid of mattresses, um, did things like that. And um, we found a park sign, an old wooden park sign buried in the ground, you know, under some trash. And uh, he sort of called parks and investigated more and connected me to Alicia Feinstein, who was chief of staff, I think I have her card here, yeah, of Brooklyn Parks. And I met with her, and she really didn't know. She knew that it was parkland, but she didn't know what was going on. And there was a sign uh, on the corner of McGinnis and Bayard that said Joe Lentol, Memorial, I think. And so she, at the time she had no clue what that was, other than that was our only lead. So I, David called Joe's office and arranged for um, me to meet him and sort of uh, see what he had plans for the space. Let me back up a little bit. Alicia said, I don't know why you can't start a garden. And let's go from this space to this space by the gate and show me what you can do. And so I took off and just had a great, great time. And uh, I was a freelancer, designer. And so it's, you know, with... At freelance, you have gigs, and then it's like, you know, uh, you've got plenty of time on your hands. So I was in their garden, gardening the whole summer. And uh, so then I met Joe, and Joe uh, and I just hit it off. He told me um, that sort of what he wanted to do was a memorial for his father. Uh, and at the time a lot of the memorials in the neighborhood, you would, uh, like Our Lady of Snow, for example, would come in, they would sort of concrete it all in and put up like a headstone memorial. And I said, Joe, wouldn't it be nice if we did a green space, a garden? And he was so on board and uh, I met his fiance Martha, which is wonderful. And she was on board as well. And that's how it sort of started. And I took that little area around the park, around the gate. And then Park said, can you want to go more up to the ramp? And I, I did. And they gave me a rototiller. They were wonderful. I mean, the whole process was... Easy with gardening and making a space which you would think in New York City it would not be. Joe uh, even got it so that I could. There's a fire hydrant on the corner of McGinnis and Bayard and he said, if you need that, let me, you know, let's get a permit for that so that you can connect it. And um, I mean the neighbors were out in the space which there was so much support. Um, the old Greenpoint Bayard neighbors, they would come in the garden, spend time, and just, it was just wonderful. People at that time would, after work, they would go and hang out on the stoop. And it was families and all of that, kids. And kids came in, we had... Um, uh, fireflies in the garden all of a sudden with all the flowers and watering we had amazing butterflies and and fireflies and the kids would just come in with their jars and catch them and play with them and then we had a social club uh, down the way and what was
0: the name of the social club?
1: I don't know I can't remember the name of the social club um but it was all, now. It's where um, there's a laundromat, uh, and it was just, you know, old Italian men.
0: Can you give me a time frame? What here what are we talking about? Oh, what years are we talking?
1: I'm about? thinking we are we're in like '94, maybe '94, and uh, just they were just. You know, these hard Brooklyn night Italian men, but they loved the garden and supported it, and it was wonderful. They just, every day they would walk by and see me in there and they would give me support. Okay. And, you know, and then they met David, and it was like you would think that there would, there might be, or me, my stuff, thinking that I would maybe come across some homophobia issues or something. Never once. It was, the community was so wonderful and welcoming, and and uh, it, it, just, it just blossomed.
0: And so did you, at this point, were you, you and David, were you the soul? We were. It? We so were. How did you, have you, how did you, get people to start helping you physically with the, because that's a, that's a big space.
1: Big space. And I, um, I started in the fall. We had, uh, through parks department, there is a fall cleanup day and a spring cleanup day. In the fall cleanup day, I said, wouldn't it be kind of nice if anybody who wanted, uh, let's do plant tulips, like a memorial tulip bed, so to speak. For $25, you get, I think, 75 bubs. And I was getting them from a wholesale place. And so we did all types of tulips and planted them. And so we started little areas that sort of to bring the, the Bayard Street into the garden, so to speak. Everybody sort of get a little slice of it. You know, and enjoy it, and it's memorial, a little memorial garden type things, and uh, that went great. And uh, a lot about, I would say, the whole block actually did that, and it started. And the garden is wonderful, and we still have, even to this day, we still have tulips that come up because they were Darwin tulips, and you. Um, You just, you fertilize them and then they come back.
0: So tell me more about some of the um, types of plants and trees you have in the garden.
1: um, Speaking of Evelyn and Erica, and uh, yes, um, and Evelyn's sister, um, they did, they donated two trees in um, honor of her nephew. Who passed away in his thirties, and they planted a dogwood tree and a smoke tree in his name, and um, and then when my father passed in '99, I planted a copper beech tree in the back, and uh, so the I feel like it's. A lot of love went into Lenthal Garden, and um, people would give me Christmas presents. And uh, I, my sister lives in Vermont, and she would you know, come down with perennials, and uh, her friends would bring perennials. And so there's little bits of pieces uh, from my life and from the neighbor's life um, and memorials Throughout Lintel Garden, and uh, you know, every time I see that plant blooming, I think of that person. So it's kind of it's very kind of cool, and um, so we've had a lot of changes in Lintel. Here's the original photograph of what it looked like after we sort of cleaned it up. It was just like a green sort of grassy lot, but it had lots of trash in it.
0: Was anybody using it for leisure at all? I think
1: at one point, it was a... I think when they built the BQE, they knocked down several houses, and then that was sort of given to the Parks Department. And a lot of the neighbors say that there used to be a walkway that you would come through the gate and you would go to Graham as a quick way to maybe go to the subway or something. Um, but a lot of the neighbors said that it was basically a lot of homeless people, a lot of drug deals. Um, it, it, was, uh, it was rough cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but it was a wonderful space. And, and that tree... And a forsythia bush, it's a hawthorn tree, that was all that was there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this is for the dedication, Lenthal's uh, garden dedication in 97. And you can see I had already taken the garden all the way up to here. Mm-hmm. And they planted a cherry tree in honor of their father. And there's the three brothers, the young men. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that cherry tree now is quite big and beautiful, and blooms every like early spring, and it's just like it's a showpiece of the garden. Right. So and
0: you've really created a, a space, a respite. In, in an area that really needed a little bit of green, you're right up against the BQE on the Guinness.
1: Right up against the BQE, yes. And, so and it's um, it's been wonderful. Um, there have been a few downfalls, I guess. As you know, I'm uh, I was young when I started this. Now I'm getting a little bit <laughs> uh, ready to retire. And, um, it's been hard finding volunteers right. and, um, my nephew, uh, got a group up called Friends of Lental and, um, y- lots of young people, but then they all have a tendency to move away. And, uh, but now I'm, f- um, uh, working with Casey of Green Thumb and, um, We've got a good group this year. We started working with Fran. And At yes. And uh, that sort of, I wanted to sort of, now that I'm sort of retiring, I'm thinking I want to see the garden continue because I feel like it's my little baby, you know, and I want it to be like a green space. And uh, and I worry with all the building and, you know, parkland getting sold right and left, you know, community gardens. I worry that, you know, we could have a development and who knows where it goes. But um, so working with Fran uh, sort of planted a seed that maybe that, whole back area should be done for education and having kids come during the the season and maybe get some summer groups going there and making sure the community is a part of it and uses the space. So we've been uh, it's been great doing that and with um, Working with KC of Green Thumb, we have started a new thing, and it's about becoming a gardener with a membership, and for $25, you get a key to the gate and a key to the shed, and you get a little plot, and that has been an amazing change that people come in, they have a little part of the garden, they come in and they volunteer, and it's been a wonderful growing season this past year. And we've got all types, we've got um, families, we have uh, a mother um, who just had twins uh, in the spring, she came in and she would bring the babies and put them out under the tree and then garden. And it was her, her little zen moment. Right. And so it's, uh, it's Lintal Garden is full of families and full of uh, people that are really working hard to see that it continues. And then uh, we have uh, NYU, which started a program, uh, let's see, when did they start? The summer of 2010. And it was um, ExxonMobil money, GSEF money. Mm-hmm. And um, they worked with the YMCA and had environmental um, studies going on in the back and working with kids and bringing them in and sort of um, using lentil Garden as an education tool. And a lot of the kids loved it. But it was a summer program. And then it would just sort of dissipate after the year. And uh, so now... We're 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 we have it year round, so.
0: talk to me about the um, sort of the environmental impact that the that you've experienced with the soils and being next to the BQE. I'm really interested in how uh, you've dealt with sort of your own remediation of 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 the space and of you know we have such high levels of lead in our soil in Greenpoint.
1: Yes, it's. It's kind of, it's really bad, but I, um, while digging in the soil, I mean, I would find everything in the world, needles to, um, broken glass, crack vials, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it's good dirt. Um, it grew amazing flowers, um, uh, all types of perennials and annuals, and you would dig in the dirt, and they were full of earthworms, which is a good sign. Uh, but the lead is a problem for kids, and we've always said that if you're going to garden, you have to wear gloves, and especially kids. Um And so now we're, we, as of last year, last winter, I think Fran and NYU did a a lead soil analysis, and it came back very, very high. And uh, so we reached out to Grow NYC, and... I knew at one time they had uh, offered raised beds, and that's sort of not been the garden sort of feel to have a raised bed. I didn't sort of I wanted it to be a green space, a, a garden, and not sort of like a community garden. And I was always told we could not grow vegetables due to the soil mm-hmm. and the exhaust of the BQE, and I would. We'd have fig trees, but I just used them as bird food. You know, that was it. Berries of all types. We even had raspberries, but they were beautiful, but I would never eat one. Right. You know. Um, and so now, working with uh, Grow NYC, they are in the process of, we got a grant. Um, they're in the process of around the hill on um, where the garden goes. Let's see if I can, there, I don't have a map. Um, but um, there's this sort of ramp up the BQE and it's like a hilly area from the Bayard part to the woodland area that we've sort of designed in the back. And um, they're doing a series of raised beds, and we're we're not going to grow vegetables because I still am a little you know apprehensive about that with the exhaust of the BQE and also, um, but we're going to make a pollinator garden and uh, lots of. Butterflies, we have lots of butterflies and bees and all of that throughout the season, and we hope to have more. And we um, try to make it uh, as bee and butterfly friendly as possible. We every if there's a milkweed growing in the lawn, we just leave it so that you know the monarchs can lay their eggs on that, eat that, and and uh, you know turn into. Wonderful butterflies.
0: Well, as you are thinking about retiring, <laughs> yeah, what is your hope for the future of the garden?
1: I um, I see that with this this new membership and uh, it has worked. We're sort of crawling, but soon Lintel Garden is going to be walking, and uh, we're. We're getting members, um, and then with the raised beds, and then working with Fran, and working with a lot of the local schools. Uh, I see that it's going to be the garden is going to be used, and um, and that's one of the biggest things. It's like we we had this this this. Let me step back a little bit and say that. Throughout Lintel Gardens' history, there have been a homeless problem. Uh, areas that could be used for drugs. Um, so. so it's always been hard to sort of open the gates for the community to come in. We had to be there. Um, we had a lot of theft. Uh, throughout the years, we've had that rototiller that I talked about earlier was stolen. Um, we've had two lawnmowers stolen. We've had tools. We've had actually plants just you know picked up and you could just see the the dirt following down the the, uh, the sidewalk. So we. Brought in a lot of um, ornamentation, and some of that ornamentation got stolen. And so we've started saying the gates can only be open while some gardener is there. And uh, I wished it wasn't that way, um, but hopefully... Working with Green Thumb and these volunteers, and we're making the garden accessible now. We're trying to uh, be open twenty set hours a week, and uh, and but that takes that takes a you know a village to get that done Uh, because we all have lives and we all have working lives and. And uh, but the more members we get, volunteers and gardeners, the more we can open it up. And uh, but I I do want to see it as a green space, and I I dream that it would be used as an educational tool, especially the back area, which is you can you can turn you could go through the wisteria arbor, turn that corner. And you could be in a, a woodland forest. It's, like, amazing. We have a birch trail. We have hollies, and we have evergreens planted. Um, it's very... It's an amazing space, but it's vast. And it goes behind the whole block. And um, But it, it uh, it's a wonderful space, and it could be used for education
0: right well thank you for creating a space a what rare things? space to get lost in in Greenpoint. and thank you for talking with me today thank you thank you, thank you. it's been my pleasure, my pleasure thank you too. thank you
1: thanks